hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name is Jason Newland and this is hypnosis for hair growth. This is um, for those out there that have problems with follicle production to they have problems with growing your hair maybe hair loss if you want to be like me with a full head of hair uh, to have that confidence back then see if you listen to the podcast you might be with me along the way but I'm actually doing a video as well and you can see I'm pretty bold. I shaved my head today. So, anyway, forget that. This is jasonnewland.com. This is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. And that's it. Um, it's, it's been a while since I did a, a Let Me Bore You to Sleep video I think or did I do one recently I can't remember I think I did I did a video recently but I don't know if it was a let me boy to sleep video I can't remember and I can't look on the phone because I'm using the phone uh, to record and I'm using the lap the iPad to record the audio <gasps> Although I'm going to use the microphone that's on top of the, it's in the frame, it's actually being used. Uh, I've got a light shining right on me, which means the picture's pretty good. And the most important thing is a picture of my nan. So there you go. Um, and there's a toilet roll in the background on the bookshelf which is I think the word random really does apply to that particular situation so yeah nice and bright got a yellow top on had a shave um, yeah I feel less sticky <laughs> less icky now I basically what happened is on what day was it Two days ago, anyway, two days ago. And it's Thursday now. So probably Tuesday. Tuesday, maybe Monday. I had this idea. <gasps> I had an idea and I thought, you know what? I'm going to shave my head. Or trim my hair. I mean, you probably can't even see it. I do have a goatee beard. But it's very short. At the moment. But I shaved everywhere else. Part of the reason for that is because I was shaving my head and I thought, well, if I keep the beard, I've got to try and... I don't know, I just thought I'd just get rid of it for a while and let it grow back. By the end of the week, it's Thursday now, by Sunday, I'll have a beard. It won't be big, it won't be like big and bushy, I won't, I won't lose food in it, but it still will be kind of a beard or, you know, stubble e you know, halfway towards beardy. 
Yeah. So this is the first time I have kind of set things up in a way that I'm perhaps planning to do it in the future. Perhaps. I look awful with board. Thing is, I just look really rubbish, whatever. However, honestly, if I had a dead seagull on my head, no difference. It'd just be the same. <sighs> if you really, I don't know where it is, uh, but there's a video. There are the original videos I ever or that I made uh, back in, or the original YouTube videos. So back in, I think the YouTube I started that in two thousand and seven, and in black and white. But there's also some in colour a little later on, uh, you know, as colour came in, you know, because it was that long ago. I look so young. I was 35 back then. I'm 50 now. 50. I was just like, wow. 50 years old. You know what, right? I went into the garage. And there's a new woman. A new woman working there. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll chat her up, as you do. Because at the moment, I'm in a better position because I, I got to wear a mask. So they can't see my face, which is a plus for me, you know, and I guess and for them. So I thought, OK, I'll sort of chat, chat her up, show her a little bit of knowledge, you know, sort of show off a little bit. Because, you know, I watch the news and... Uh, with the coronavirus, I tried to sort of keep up to date with stuff, and I've heard lots of scientists argue about the benefits of wearing masks for the other person and for yourself and blah, 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 all that stuff. So I um, I went out to her and I said, "Oh, you started working here?" She said, "Yeah." I realised that wasn't a good start. Um, I mean, you might, I might as well have just guessed her shoe size for the interest that I gained from her. But I said, uh, bet you're a five. Uh, but then she probably would have said, no, actually, I'm 27. So, anyway, I just thought, okay, I'll try this from a different angle. I'll talk about masks. Relevance. Relevance. Uh, she wasn't wearing a mask because she was the other side of the counter and didn't have to, apparently. And I said, you know what, a good thing about the masks is um, really they only work if they're sort of both, both ways. You know, you need, both people need to be wearing it, really. Um, and I thought I wasn't getting anyone there. So I thought, oh, what can I do to, what am I going to do to make her love me? And I thought, hmm. So I said, well, I just, just showed, well, not showed off, but I just said, you know, it's, uh, it's do you like my mask? Because um, I can't show it, it's in my, in my thingy. But I've got a ferret picture on my mask, which was uh, a birthday present. And 
So there's a picture, basically the picture of Andre is on the front of my face. Well, you know, on the mask. And I said, do you, do you like my mask? And she said, yeah, it's all right. Oh, warmer, warmer. I thought, this is going well. I could almost hear wedding bells. Um, and then I thought, okay. And I said, yeah, it's, it's, I got this for my birthday. And it's really good because... Um, you know, in the winter, not only does it sort of help me, you know, for the, the, the coronavirus stuff, also keeps my face warm. And she said, oh, you know something else that, uh, uh, you know, talking about coronavirus, it stops that. You know what? You know what it doesn't stop? That's what she said to me. You know what it doesn't stop? I said, no, what's that? She stepped back and she said, uh, shouted out, bad breath. Doesn't stop bad breath getting through. Which is a bit rude. So yeah, everything's alright. I haven't done huge amounts today. But, well, I shaved my head. That took quite some time. It was because I started doing it on Tuesday. So obviously it's taken three days. And I started, and then the razor. So one of these Philip razors, one blade razors. Really good until the razor gets blunt. Then it not so good. Although it's still okay when it's blunt for... Just basically trimming and stuff. But for cutting through thick hair, which... Oh, I've missed a little bit. It's a bit there. Oh, no. That's the problem. Because I wasn't bald when I started. It's just like, almost like... Well, I wasn't clean till I had a bath. I know. Obviously, I wasn't bald before I shaved it off. But what I mean is I wasn't really bald. Uh... I wasn't just getting rid of the remaining hair. I got a little bit of a bald patch on my head. Well, I've got a big one now, but... Um, although, it's quite weird because the bald patch can't be felt when, I'm, when I've got my head shaved. So it's not like there, smooth. There's not one part of my head... Oh, oh wait a minute. Okay. And yeah, there is. But it's it's God I would not that she is this It's almost you know the bit the babies when baby you know you know babies, you've heard of them. Um when they're born there's cause they're I think I'm right in saying that when a baby's born its head isn't actually intact. Um it's not formed properly. It's because in order to get out of um, the bum, it has to has to be squashed a bit. Pliable is that a good word? Pliable, and uh, so that 
it's a it, the the skull is not fully formed with a baby when it's born. See science. You learn something. Learn. Come on. Join me. Education. So there's a bit at the back of the head of a baby that if you hit it just right breaks the skull open. <laughs> if you apparently it's, it's like a it's a very what do they call it? Um a soft spot. I think it's a soft spot that doesn't and it's like the last part to grow, last part to kind of uh strengthen. They're pretty much okay. It's a like have you ever had an orange egg? You know the orange eggs and you get them and they're like chocolate. And there's lots of different um, bits of... They're not orange, not really orange. It tastes orangey. And they're in these tin foil things. And in a box. Like a little Easter box. But little. Yeah. Yeah. And the I guess the box is to protect the... I don't know, to protect the egg from becoming, well, not an egg, I suppose, something other than an egg. Like a flat surface or square wouldn't be an egg, would it? But anyway, they're quite hard to get apart and it's got lots of different pieces and they're all kind of inter, you know, intersect, intersect into the, the into an egg shape. And the only way really to open it up, it's like a baby's skull. It's like you've got to find the weak spot and bash it on a... I'm not... That sounds wrong, doesn't it? But it's, it's a part of the egg, just a little bit weak. And you, go, you bash it and the whole thing just comes apart. I'm not saying that's like a baby's head. I'm just saying that... Um, and I think... I'm just saying this, that that's where the board patch is. That's what I'm trying to just trying to say there's the baldness is just there and I think I think that area is still a weak part in the so if you it's just tell you what I don't understand is how much a head can hurt when it's like bashed right and All that stuff, yeah. Don't get... But then... Not far in the brain, right? No... No senses. No nerve endings. Nothing. In the brain... No pain. The brain... Doesn't produce pain. Yet all pain... Is produced by the brain. How weird is that? And you might think, what do you mean... All pain is produced by the brain. If I cut my finger, it's my finger that's hurting. It's not my brain. No, it's your brain. Your brain. Without your brain, your finger wouldn't hurt. Yeah, but then without your brain, you wouldn't be able to hurt your finger because you just wouldn't be alive, would you? Uh, no, but what I mean is... Everyone knows this, doesn't it? You know, it's, it's the brain that produces the... 
physical feelings connected to the injured part which is why with chronic pain it ain't needed in fact with acute pain once you've dealt with it it ain't needed it's not needed anymore so you need the pain break a leg you need the pain to let you know that you got to get this sorted you can't walk it off I know like obviously you can't walk it off but some people try and walk it off and cause damage could end up you know in the old days gangrene and stuff obviously we have um, doctors now but there is this you know once you've got your legs set and you know to keep your weight off your leg and to be fair my legs actually would like my weight off them all the time but that's a different thing it's because I'm fat and once you've acknowledged you don't you know you've got the pain in your leg is to remind you to be careful then you'd no longer need that pain. It's not necessary. So your brain has produced that pain, uh, acute pain, which is cause of an injury, so acute pain. And then with breakages, the pain reduces anyway. So, you know, pretty much after the first day, it starts... To reduce might not be noticeable to start with but it does start to reduce um perhaps not with some extreme situation you know but um it's a basic break but you don't need that pain anymore because it's just a warning it's it's basically having that pain in your leg so if you're sitting Watching television, okay. So let's say I broke my hands um, two years ago, or I broke my wrist five years. Ago. So let's go to the wrist. I broke my wrist, broke my wrist five years ago. I fell out of the bath. This is a true story. I fell out of the bath. Basically, I just moved into this flat. I hadn't had a bath for. Didn't have a bath there. Didn't have a bath there. So the last time, so I moved in here in uh, five years ago. So what is it? 2020. 2015, I moved in here. The last time I had a bath was 2007. And you might think, wow, that's disgusting. I had showers, you know, it's not, I didn't wash. It's just that once I moved out of there, one, two, three, the three different places I lived after I moved from that place and then before here, so the three places between that place and this place just had showers. So 
so I'm pretty sure I didn't have a bath that whole time. Uh, just had showers. So having a shower in a shower and having a shower in a bath is different because of the the curvature of the bath, unless it's a big bath. So it's a little bit, you know, you get keeping your feet in and stuff. So standing up in a bath as opposed to a shower is can be a little bit different. Well, I was really excited to have a bath. Um, I say excited. Yeah, I was. I was excited. I was... Um, excited is probably not the word. Probably nostalgic. But... I was pleased. Yeah, I was pleased. I wasn't like when I was walking around and they said, Oh, here's the bathroom and I saw the bath and then like wean myself and jump up and down like ee! you know, just wasn't doing somersaults around the flat. Uh, you know, it wasn't that exciting, but it was pleasing to me. It was pleasing. So I, you know, I stood up, I had a bath, I stood up to dry myself off, and I saw myself in the mirror, in the bathroom mirror, and it's a full length mirror, scared the hell out of me, and I slipped, tried to, I mean, just as an example, Imagine me naked. I mean, that's scary. That's the scary stuff. I forgot because of the previous places I lived, there was a there was no mirror in front of the the shower. There was a mirror above the uh, what's it? The thing you wash your wash your willy in. What's um, the sink? So there was that. Uh, but you know, a full length. Oh man, I really on it. It was a shock. Uh, I thought I actually thought that I was, you know, someone had broken in. The marshmallow man had broken into my bathroom and was about to attack me. It was like, oh. So anyway, I fell over, slipped. I was like, ah, and I slipped, and. I fell out of the bath, landed on my wrist. Now I've got a fair bit of weight behind it as well, so that probably didn't, well, I said it didn't help. Probably helped tremendously to break it. And I landed on it and I hurt my shoulder and my leg. But luckily, my head didn't bang on anything, which is weird. I don't know how that happened. And... I I think that I landed really well, if that makes sense. See, when I used to do like karate and stuff, um, uh, different martial arts, they teach you, you know, when you when you land and you fall over, to sort of almost stretch your body out so it, 
it takes the impact so it doesn't you don't land on like one body part so it's more kind of so you don't get as hurt well I and also you protect your head the head's the one part of your body that you you need to really protect when it comes to falling over you make sure you don't bang your head on the floor you can bang any other part of your body and it's okay well not always okay because it can hurt in fact it can break but because there wasn't enough space for me to spread out but I did still manage to fall down and support my head stop my head from banging and in a way it's not like oh it happened so quickly no it really went slow Seriously, it was, I know it's a cliche, but most things are. I know it's a cliche, but I, it did seem to go in slow motion. I was like, ah, went to hold on to the sink, slipped, you know, it's just really, and then I started to get impatient. I was thinking, I hope I wish this fall would hurry up. I've got stuff to do. And then, of course, I got my wish, of course. Landed on the floor. And I couldn't get up because all my weight was on my left hand. Which I needed. And I was almost tangled up between the wall and the bath. Because there wasn't really much room. It's fine to walk in now, but when you're kind of stretched out... Plus I was wet as well, which meant it was slippery. And I was trying to sort of manoeuvre myself to get up and I couldn't put any weight onto my, on my wrist because it was, well, it wasn't working. And I thought, what am I going to do? And I thought, you know what, I've got no choice, but I'm going to have to put, I have to do whatever I have to do to get up. And I did. I pushed myself around and managed to, well, obviously I'm not still there, am I? I did get up. Uh, five years later, I'm still, I'm still here. I lost some weight by now, wouldn't I? I'd be a skeleton by now, wouldn't I? I guess I'd be dust. And. I need to get some glasses that don't show the the light shining in in into them, in it, in 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 in. You can see just there that light. That's the so that's the um, the uh, uh, screen of the. To be fair, I don't need to have that showing. I could just turn it the other way, but I'm not going to. Keep it there. I could put it there. <gasps> yeah. Uh, so. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. So I broke my wrist. I left it. For about four hours. And I. You know. I, you know. Uh, I can't bother to go to the hospital. So I'm sitting there. It's probably maybe three hours. 
maybe two and a half. I'm not sure exactly. It's probably not that important. However, I did wait for a while. And because the pain didn't subside, that's a, that's the only thing I'm really can say. If you hurt yourself like a bone, if the pain is still the same and it doesn't subside, then that's a really good sign that it's broken or fractured. Of course, if the bone's sticking out, then, you know, that's, that's an obvious one. Uh, also, if it's very swollen. So if you do ever break your hand, make sure you take your rings off and your watch off and everything that's on your hand as soon as instantly. Even if you just got to get that stuff off, otherwise you could end up having to have it sort of removed. Um, but I don't wear I don't wear any kind of uh, jewelry. So uh, apart from inside me art, you know, it's a jewel on its own. And so I, I used to wear earrings. Why would you say the word use the word wear? What else would you do with them? Huh. So yeah, anyway, so I sit in here and I end up oh, I better go. Or better, better go to the doctors or to the hospital and I remember right I remember phoning up my dad's wife and telling her about it because I was in the uh, emergency ward waiting to be seen to have an x-ray and weird enough okay they gave me an x-ray and they said oh we can't tell we're not sure if it's broken or not yeah, I said it's broken. They said, "Well, we can't tell." I can't tell from the X-ray. Really? Okay. I mean, it's quite a big bone, but it might maybe because there's different bones, isn't there? So maybe it was. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't like a, the whole thing wasn't just snapped. It was perhaps. Well, actually, it was. It was. Because uh, the they put me in a sling, and they said uh, something like, "Well, what do they say?" Yeah, I'll, I'll refer it to the specialist. Got a letter two days later from the specialist to come in, like important. So I go into the hospital. Yes, Mr. Newland, you, your wrist is indeed uh, broken. And uh, you show me an x-ray. It's clear, you can clearly see here, it's broke. Yeah, you're right. I I can clearly see that it's broke because you can see the line through. But the doctor couldn't. I didn't say that, but it's like I would have thought, and it's just me. I would have thought that it's not a criticism. It's not a criticism, but I would have thought that broken bones would have 
being like your almost bread and butter if you work in an emergency ward of a hospital. It's got to be, out of all the things that you see people for, broken bones has got to be, especially on a Friday, Saturday night, when the pubs, you know, nightclubs and stuff, people fighting and falling over accidents, you know, wind tar. Um, I thought extra, a broken bone on an x-ray would be quite easy to pick up. I'm not an expert, I'm not an x-ray reader. Although I have read a couple of x-rays, I've seen one, two, three, four, four of my breaks I've seen on x-rays over the years. Uh, my foot, my wrist, and my hand twice. I know, and my rib as well, five. So I have seen, and it's always the same, it's like a, a line through it. It's not always straight, can be a little bit, but it's it's a line, uh, which just represents the break. So anyway, the, the, the specialist said, well, you've got a choice. You can have papier-mâché thing. I always wanted one of them. Not always wanted, I didn't know, I always want to have a broken arm. But I always, you know, thought, the reason for it really is because when I was at school, when people broke their arms or their legs, they were popular. And everyone would be like writing their names and writing messages on them with ink and other writing tools. And I never had that opportunity. I'll be honest, I never really wanted to have a broke. I didn't want a broken leg. I just didn't fancy it, really. But I like the idea of having the paper... It's not paper mache, isn't it? Uh, plaster Paris. Pl Paris plaster. And that appealed to me because then everyone would like me. I just wanted to have friends. And I was willing to take a break for it. But never happened. A few people tried, but it just didn't seem to work. So I, it wasn't really till I got become an adult that I, I think I had some break broken bones when I was a little when I was a kid. But it's I don't have the medical records from that period. Cause it was the early early seventies, and I don't think I don't even know if we had doctors back then. But they didn't seem to keep records. Very, very weird. Weird times, honestly. The 70s, very strange. You know? Hmm. Hmm. So I... I wanted the plaster of Paris papier-mâché thing so that people would write on the white, write, you know, to write on it. And he said, well, you can have this you can have it done that way, or you're going to have uh, a splint, which has got a metal plate in it, which you strap to your hand and to your wrist. So it goes up to about there, and then there, goes all the way up. And it's got metal plate in it. So basically it keeps your hand and the wrist in the position it needs to be, but you can also take it off, because... 
otherwise your your arm's going to get very itchy because we're coming up. This is now summer. So I think I broke my wrist probably in May. Moved in in April. Probably May that I broke my wrist. And I thought, oh. Yeah, I've I've had... I've had itches before, uh, but I, I had to put my mind up. I had to sort of like choose there and then, which is difficult sometimes, isn't it? It's like, oh, what when someone offers you uh, a chocolate, I say, oh, what do you want? Do you want a Mars bar or do you want a Snickers? Ah. Uh. Well, before you offered, I didn't want either. And now you've offered, I want both. When I just saw your Mars bar, that's what I wanted, because I thought it was yours. And I didn't have one, and I, you know, I just automatically assumed that everything should be mine. And... Now that I see that there's, we're not going to have the same thing. So I want to say Snickers, but I don't really like nuts. But the idea of you eating it in front of me means that you've had it and I haven't. That doesn't sit well. Hmm. To be on, this is internal. I'm not saying this out loud. Uh, to be honest, I want both of them. I think you should have bought me both, and you should go and eat a salad and let me be the big fat whale that I was born to be. I take the Mars bar. I never, never really, never liked choosing. See, if you ever went into a restaurant with me, you won't have done, but if you did, if we, let's say we went to a restaurant, which is kind of what we're saying, isn't it? The more choice on the menu, the harder I find to choose. And quite often, I'll just have what the other person is eating. I do, generally, like, I'll, just, I'll just have what you're eating. I can't be bothered to just, 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 I'll have what you're having. As long as what the other person is having isn't something that I don't like. Because then you know, it's, well, then it's not a very, not a very enjoyable experience. But it's harder. So, like when my dad and my stepmom, when they when they visit me, uh, I normally see them a couple of times a year. With the coronavirus, I've not seen them at all this year. Last time I saw them was New Year's Eve. 
uh, and we went to the uh, like a restaurant place, which is what is it? Garden centre. Like they want to go to the garden centre, and me living near a garden centre is handy, so they can do two things at once, or three things, including eating. Four things for my dad and go to the toilet a few times, and. I don't think I'm the reason they come here because there's always something they're coming for. It's like, oh, yeah. Like it's it's like they like I'm an, just a, an addition, you know. It's almost like, you know, when you go to the toilet and you think, here's an opportunity to wash my hands. Oh, and I'll just wash your hands and then you know, and you go to the toilet. But you know, it's kind of. Because you need to wash your hands more often, don't we? It's, uh... And... So, my my, my stepmum, she'll have something, she'll order something off the menu, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have what you're having. Easy, done. And then my dad, and I'm thinking healthy... Well, I don't really want to go for healthy, but I, I don't. I generally want the most unhealthy food that I can eat. Me, burgers, chips, uh, fries, whatever you want to call them. Um, oh, I love... I'm not a healthy eater. It's because I don't cook. I do actually eat fairly healthily, to be fair. I'm not, not a particularly unhealthy eater as far as... Um, because it involves cooking. And I don't have, I don't have a deep fat fryer. If I had a deep fat fryer, I would have to move the camera, probably to the end, the other end of the room, just for you to get the top half of me, because I would probably put a lot of weight on. If I was, because I would fry everything, you know, cornflakes or anything really. So I like my dad's wife would say, "Oh, I think I have." Uh, whatever, I don't know. Oh, I should have thought about this. What did what do we have? Um I don't think we actually had a full meal because it was New Year's Eve and it was busy, 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 busy. It's not a lot open really well, I suppose everything's open, isn't it? Uh, but New Year's Eve, you know, it's a lot of places close early on New Year's Eve. I didn't understand why. I understood, for me, it was like, so they could go home early, get prepared to go out for the New Year's Eve. That made sense to me. That's why I thought it was. But generally, it for a lot of retail, is because they have to get prepared for the Boxing Day. For the sales, so they're taking it, loads of stuff off the shelves and putting up the sales stock. I personally would, well, no, you can't put it up during New Year's Eve because you, you know you want to sell stuff, don't you? But I worked in a did a couple of New Year's Eves 
in a shop that I worked. Two different ones, but it was it was a Buddhist charity called Evolution, and the shops were actually it was called Windhorse, but the shops were called Evolution shops, and they were gift shops, and they'd sell stuff like wind chimes and uh, rugs, whatever. Some that had curtains, incest. Uh, incest holders like um, candles of course uh, I'm getting loud I get so excited candles candle holders signs you know like live, love, happiness stuff like that um Lots of ornaments. See this? It's a picture of my nan and me. So this picture frame is... This is from, I think, 2004. This picture frame I bought my nan for her birthday. I inherited it. Um... Would have preferred money, obviously, but there you go. So I... New Year's Eve, I'd end up working till like 10 o'clock at night. Something silly like that. Which wasn't ideal. Getting everything ready for Boxing Day. But most of my New Year's Eve was spent in London. From the age of 20... Pretty much till the age of well over twenty years anyway. Nearly every every year for pretty much over twenty years, I would pretty much. I mean, I think there's the odd year I didn't, but I'd go up to London, go to the comedy club, and spend New Year's Eve there. When I lived in London, I'd go home. When I didn't live in London, I'd stay in a hotel or with a friend. So that was pretty good. I do miss that place so much. Oh, well, I do when I think about it. Um, I have dreams about it sometimes. That comedy club. It meant a lot to me. It was real. Yeah. Do do. Anyway, I broke my wrist, and the point I was trying to make really was the brain gives you the pain in order to make sure that you look after it. The part of the body that is damaged. Uh, that you do what is necessary. That you... It's basically, it makes you focus on it. To attend to it. So...
once you've attended to it, there's no more need for it, really. Unless uh, the only need would be, I guess, if you if you do put weight on it, it hurts to remind you not to. Like touching a hot stove, like oh okay, oh okay, oh okay. Eventually, oh okay, you, you got you got to learn eventually, and it's it still hurts. Ten years later, turn it off then. Oh yeah. So, to me, chronic pain, which would be basically if you broke your arm, yeah, broke if you're a broken bone, six weeks later, if it's still hurting, seven weeks, three months later, four months later, that's chronic pain, and you don't need that. That's like, that's, chronic pain is not needed because there isn't anything wrong with your wrist anymore. It's not warning you about anything. It's a false alarm. So basically, even acute pain, once it's been sorted and you know to be careful, that's, that's it. Basically, it's like your alarm going off. Your, you know, the smoke alarm going off. It goes off for me sometimes if I burn the toast or whatever. And usually, it's sausages. I'll be honest, it's not toast. But I'm just saying, it's if if a healthy bit of food gets burnt. I want some sausages now. You know what I did yesterday. I had sausages and beans. There's a name for it. So the beans were inside a cup that I put in the microwave and the sausages just cooked them in the oven. And I basically stuck both the sausages. I didn't stick them in. No, I didn't. Could have done, but I didn't. I had them on a plate. Yeah, I could have just stuck them in the into this the idea I think is just to stick it into the the actual um, cup of beans but I dipped it so I had it I had a fork I had a little plate I had the two sausages on and I had the cup so I think part of the reason is less washing up so the plate was a little bit overkill perhaps didn't need that I could have stuck them both into the cup which is something I might do next time. I mean, this is the first time I've done it, you know, so I can I can progress. I can improve the experience for myself. Yeah, so I might do that. It was nice. It was almost, full, it was a certain fulfillment that I was surprised existed in connection with eating sausages and beans. Having a cup and just dipping the stuff into the sausages into the beans and having the beans as well. I don't know what it was, but it's, it was nice. Yeah, just had 
had it had an edge. I had something really good. And the thing is, I've only just discovered this. Now, I bought a pack of 12 sausages yesterday. Well, I didn't buy them yesterday, but I had them delivered yesterday. And they're frozen, um, so they're in the freezer. And the thing is, they come in a bag. So there's 12 sausages. They come in a bag. They're not skinless, but they've got skins on still. And they're, they're big, but they're not big, really, you know. But, you know, they're not big, but they're not the little chipolatas either. Not that there's anything wrong with chipolatas. Uh, so, I took them out of the freezer last night. And so I opened a bit off the off the, the, the corner of the pack. The thing is, once it's opened, stuff just falls out. I don't mean it didn't just all fall on the floor, but once it goes back in the freezer, because things kind of dislodge and move around, not by themselves, but if you, for example, if there's sweet corn, at the bottom of the freezer, so I need to. I want to get some sweet corn, but on top of that is some fish fingers, and then maybe next to that, trying to think what others, maybe some uh, mixed veg, and then on top of that, maybe a packet of frozen tea cakes, and then on top of that would be. Uh, maybe the sausages because that's the last thing that I ate or the last well, you know the last thing that I used out of the freezer well, I did eat them but I'm not going to go to the whole process of putting everything back exactly how it was so I just put whatever I've used at the top now when I go if, say, if I need some uh, sweet corn so I'm delving around, moving stuff to get to the sweet corn. There's a chance that a sausage or two may fall out of the bag of sausages. Now, they're still frozen, but there's a little part of my brain that thinks, well, it's frozen, so it can't germs don't exist any longer and there may be some truth in that I don't know I'm not a I'm not a, um, a biologist but I still when it comes to food I'm st I, I like to be careful I like to hygiene I don't you I don't like the word hygienic it's very uh very pompous isn't it but I like I like when it comes to stuff that's going into my mouth thing is when you go it's like it goes in your mouth and then it comes out the other end and you think why did I put any energy into the present presentation of that meal? You know, but anyway, sausages are going to. It's like I want it to be as 
I want my food to be as disease free as possible, as as germ free as 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 it can be, you know. So what I did is I put the I put two sausages on the tray. Had to put some new film um, aluminium film foil onto the tray and put two sausages on. I didn't have to put two sausages on, but that's the amount that I chose to consume at that time. Well, not at that time, but, you know, in the future, I mean, it's like half an hour. I think it's half an hour for the sausages to be cooked, 25 to 30 minutes. But I've got this oven, and I'm not the only one, I'm not bragging, no, it's not 1923. Hey, everyone, I've got the oven. Hey, it's the man with the oven. What's it like being able to cook meat now instead of eat it raw? Uh, the oven seems to tell me when stuff's ready. I mean, technically, it could be the smell of the food. Yeah, I suppose. But it seems to click a little bit, like click, click, click. Kick, kick, and a little bit of fizzing. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, Jason, come and eat us. We're ready for you. I mean, that might just mean I need um, my medication reviewed by the psychiatrist. But regardless of that, so I put. Two sausages onto the tray. I got I got these bags and oh, I keep slipping down. <sighs> I got these bags and they're white bags. I mean, I don't think it really makes any difference what color bags they are, but they're see-through. I think that's useful. It's useful to be able to see through a bag if you need to be able to see what's in the bag otherwise you have to undo the bag to see what's in the bag as opposed to just look at the bag and they're freezer bags but I don't just use them for freezing for frozen stuff so if I've got a bag of rice I put it in there or, or I put them in a bag once it's open. So once anything generally is opened, I'll put it into a bag and then put it in the cupboard. And that's what I did for the sausages because I thought, oh, do you hear Andre sneezing? Andre, do you want to come over? I can't grab him because it means... He is coming over. I'm going to see if I can grab him really quickly. Andre, what's this? I'm going to try and tempt him with a bit of sausage roll. Andre, what's that? Andre, what's that? Andre, what's this? Look. I've been working out, by the way. Thanks for noticing. 
No, I think he's asleep. I don't think you can actually see what I'm doing. Look, I might not notice, but I have... Look, chest. Look. Can you see? <laughs> My boobies move. I see that one's a bit more firmer than that. Blimey. Anyway, I am on them. I'm. Uh, I did. Did some weights earlier, or oh, my battery's about to run out on my camera. Um, I did some weights. I've got this weight bench, and I was doing some push-up, uh, the dumbbells like that, like that. And I was doing some flies, where you you lay on the back and you like go like that with them. Um, yeah. Do you want this, Andre? Look. Look. I'm going to try and grab him before the... What's this? I'm going to grab him. Where are you? I bet you heard the words, I'm going to grab him. Here we go. <laughs> What's happened to his head? What's happened to his head? Oh, there he is. There he is. Hello. Say hello. Everyone's going to... You know you've got a lot of fans. Oh, give me kisses. <laughs> Say hello, Andre. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> I took him for a little walk earlier, and uh, well, he, he's doing a lot of this lately, shaking. Yeah, thanks for sneezing in my face. Lovely. See, it's like little shakes he has. That's a new thing he started doing, but I think it's because he's... He gets... Uh, maybe his body temperature changes so much, or he gets so hot, that when he sort of wakes up, he's like, oh, it's a bit chilly in here. Say hello to everybody. There's a lot of people listening to this. Oh, if you listen to this on a podcast, um, go to my YouTube channel and don't, obviously don't watch the whole thing, go, but just go to the very end about like a, an hour, just over an hour in, hour and three minutes and 44 seconds apparently, but I might have to edit the very beginning of this just to cut off the beginning. But just about an hour and three minutes, or an hour and one minute or whatever, and that's when I pick Andre up. Hello.
That's better, isn't it? Hold you. There you go. I think he wants to go to, he almost wants to go to sleep. You don't want to go to sleep, do you? See that? That little shake he does. My friend said that his ferries do the same thing. I mean, what I do, if I put him under here, that'll keep him nice and warm. That'll keep you warm, Ma. There you go, baby. Suckle on Mummy. <laughs> oh! Get, get me out of there. Oops. He's so beautiful, isn't he? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You gotta give daddy kisses all the time. Give daddy kisses all the time. Oh, my tummy's going. I need to eat something. What can I eat? I'm gonna have some Weetabix. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> right, you want to go? We'll wait goodbye to everyone and we're going to go away. So, say bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. So I'm going to go and thank you for listening. Remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Lots of love. Bye.